It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Welcoming new listeners, returning listeners. If you haven't already, please click subscribe or follow the podcast. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other fans of the team find the show just like you did. Today, we're brought to you by our live NBA draft show, NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am Dave Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your hosting team here. When we're not here, though, you can find Chris over at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with his co-host there, Pete Medhurst. Find them on the Odyssey app, as well as this show. In writing, find Chris covering the Washington football team for SI.com on Twitter, at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82. And the show is at Locked WFT Pod. Chris, training camp. Is underway. You were there for day one. You were there for day one of observations. Not a lot of video because it was restricted, right? I saw some team video, but not a lot of media video because of restrictions. But you had a whole lot of observations to bring to our listeners here after day one. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, we'll start with that. I mean, mean, for whatever it's worth, and I don't know how much fans care about it, it kind of did um, because they made us shut off our, our, our video cameras and pictures um, after the individuals period, David. So, you know, for those that haven't been to an NFL practice, you know, you have your stretch period, you have your individual drills um, where you'll see all the position groups break off into different position groups uh, and they'll go through, you know, some technique type stuff that we're allowed to shoot, but anything in the team period, we're not allowed to shoot for whatever reason, even though the team, obviously, like you said, uh, put it out. Uh, and on top of that, the fans were able to shoot it. So I'm, I'm not sure why, uh, you know, Ron is, is very, um, I'll just say this. Ron is, is, is concerned about that type of thing. The coaching staff in general is concerned about that type of thing, uh, based on my experiences with this staff. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. We do the best we can, but, you know, a couple of the things that I wanted to share with our audience that I took back, you know, look, Chase Young, we all know how talented he is, but when you don't get a hand on him, when you don't block him, when you, even if you try and run play action, when you try and run a bootleg, like Ryan Fitzpatrick did off of a play action and you run into Chase Young's side, meaning you don't boot away from him. If, if nobody's going to block that guy, you're a quarterback is going to get maimed, you know, <laughs> in a football sense, because that's exactly what happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick without the maiming part, because of course, Chase can only tag touch him. Yeah. You know, of course you can't hit the quarter, but that was one of the first plays in the team period. I was like, 
Um, hello, number 99. You might want to block him. And he came in off the left side of the defense, right side of the offense. I'm not sure if there was a tight end to Sam Cosme's spot. But remember on the last episode, we talked about how this is going to be a big kind of, hey, where are we at with the rookie Sam Cosme? Because Cornelius Lucas is on the reserve COVID list, right? right. So there Cosme was, and I've seen him a couple of times in OTAs struggle uh, with this, quite honestly. And well, nobody got a hand on Chase Young. So that was kind of like the, the aha, okay, <laughs> this guy's still really good moment of practice. Um you know, and then there were a bunch of other highlights. I mean, I, you know, I, look, this defensive line is going to be really, really, really good. Uh, I, I think we know that uh, whether it's consistent enough, whether it, it it is awesome against the run, those are all questions to be asked. But one thing, you know, that I noted, um, you know, they had at least four knockdown passes in today's meaning Wednesday's practice Four, at yeah. least. And I may have been missing one and William Bradley King, the seventh round rookie out of Baylor had two of them, you know, so in the year last year during the winning streak, how much getting Montez sweats hands up can make a huge difference late in a game as teams are trying to get rid of the football, go shorter with their offense on screens and flares, that type of thing. So that was a big takeaway. Uh, one of the big takeaways, there's more, uh, which we can get into if you want. Uh, but you know, those were some of the big observations, uh, you know, just from one practice. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's as much as you can glean from an early training camp practice. And that's, that's the good side. And that's also the downside of training camp is you get to see some interesting things going on and everything like that. But it's hard to take too much stock into a whole lot of things. I mean, some of the matchups like a Chase Young versus a Sam Cosme type thing, you can kind of take some more away from just from an athletic ability type of standpoint and some of those lessons that he's going to learn. But until you start seeing the pads knocking against each other, until you see them really step on the field against an opponent, it's a little hard to take too much away. And even then, I mean, you know, as well as I do, you're getting a watered down version of these schemes and what these teams are going to do. You're getting a very simplistic version of the offenses and defenses versus what you're going to see in the regular season. So a lot of this is grain of salt type stuff. I saw you tweet about the Taylor Heineke pass to Sam Reyes, and I saw some fans who were maybe a little more skeptical, like, yeah, yeah, we've heard this stuff about backup quarterbacks before. But listen, the, the, that's what these moments are for. That's what training camp is for, is to see these Taylor Heineke to Sam Reyes moments. So, I mean... You know, I wouldn't necessarily be down about it. And nobody is tweeting this saying that Taylor Heineke and Samus Reyes, you know, are the next great tight end duo in the NFL. But it's it's a fun thing to see when you look at these two players who are so popular with the fan base for different reasons connecting each other. But then Kelvin Harmon, I saw some tweets about Kelvin Harmon, mm -hmm. Chris, real quick, if you could kind of touch on him, because he's someone, you know, I've been excited to see come back from injury and see kind of how he blends in this wide receiver group. Again, not a lot of scheme stuff specifically that you can talk about, but just kind of how did Kelvin look on the field from what you were able to see? Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked pretty good, right? A couple of tough contested catches along the sideline, doing a good job with his feet, you know, getting in bounds or so it appeared, certainly uh, in the catches that were along the sideline for me. Um, you know, I don't question that about Kelvin Harmon. What I need to know is can he can he fly down on special teams and essentially take over the Cam Sims role or push Cam Sims down further on the depth chart. Because remember, Cam Sims got his break at wide receiver last year, A, because they didn't have many other choices, but B, because he kept popping out on special teams. Can Kelvin Harmon do that? If you're going to be a fifth or a sixth receiver on this team, you're going to need to do it, and you're going to need to pop out to this coaching staff. So I would hit the pause button and just say, you know what? 
Um, good first day, but let's let's see how this thing goes and let's see if he can ball out a little bit on specials. Yeah, absolutely. Different observations. Obviously, Jimmy Moreland had an interception on an Antonio Gibson drop harder uh, on on one little end around run. Uh, you mentioned the Heineke to Samus Reyes. That actually, I know the team put a video up of that, so you can uh, check that out. We'll try and retweet it so just so fans can see it on our page. But um, you know, look, it it was a two hour practice. Shells, no full pads. Good crowd. Uh, it looked like the field was in really good condition. Uh, just no major injuries or anything like that. Didn't appear to be a sloppy practice. So uh, that was good for the Washington football team. All right. This episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's kind of impossible to keep up with your local chain auto parts store uh, and and for them to keep up and stock all the parts you need. You can get whatever you need at a great price, whether it's a foreign or domestic, new or old sports car, or just a car to get from point A to point B at rockauto.com. They're awesome. You can save money. You can get a great customer experience. Again, you can get any part that you need at a significant at a significant customer friendly price why because rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years right they want you to do it yourself that's the whole idea of an online auto parts store why go anywhere else you can stay on your couch and go to rockauto.com go explore the website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com see all the parts available for your car truck all right lock on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We're going to get to Xavier Howard uh, here in just a moment. Um, I wanted to ask you this, David. Dan or uh, look, um, a lot of prominent NFL analysts are trumpeting the Washington football team. We've talked about mm. this. And Dan Orlovsky is the most recent one. And I generally like what Dan Orlovsky has to say. I don't agree with everything, but I don't find him to be a blowhard. I don't find right. him to be over the top outrageous. Uh, I find him to be pretty reasonable and, and filled with common sense. He said he believes the Washington football team is the biggest threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC. That's the second ESPN analyst we've heard that from in the last week. Mm -hmm. Well, I would ask you as somebody who does this and that, <laughs> uh, is that what your view is? I mean, I do on paper. Yeah, I think, I think the Washington football team is the most complete roster in the NFC behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you look at the other competitors uh, just in the playoff run that they face. You know, you, lo you look at the Green Bay Packers and they've got a, an unhappy quarterback who, uh, according to all reports and from everything we can foresee, is in his last year with the franchise. And he's in his last year with the franchise on purpose. Like He wants out of the team and the team is, is probably going to have to deal him 
uh, during the next offseason if it doesn't implode before then and and they end up right back where they were a couple weeks ago. Uh, then you look at the New Orleans Saints losing Drew Brees. They've had some other guys get injured. Michael Thomas is, is injured. He's going to miss most of training camp, if not all of training camp in preseason. So he's not going to get a lot of that time with whoever the new quarterback is or the combination of new quarterbacks there in New Orleans. That defense you know, got a lot of credit for being better last year, but in reality, a lot of times it was because of how long the New Orleans Saints offense was holding on to the ball. Well, Alvin Kamara can't do it by himself. Latavius Murray isn't going to be able to take over a game. So, I mean, the Saints have got a very big hill to climb in front of them where a lot of people look at the Atlanta Falcons as perhaps the team that's going to challenge for the second spot in the NFC South division this year. And the Atlanta Falcons without Julio Jones, probably not much of a threat to the to the NFC crown. Of course, you got the NFC West uh, and you got the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers who have been there recently, the Arizona Cardinals who seem to be on an uptick if they can make Chandler Jones happy enough to stick around for the season. You know, uh, the Los Angeles Rams who are honestly my favorite. I think it's going to come down to the Bucks, the Rams, or the Washington football team, if they can put it together. And again, we're, we're talking paper, you know what I mean? So it's hard to really make a statement like that and be supremely confident. But if you just go at every layer, you know, of the, of the, of the team, I've always kind of said, you need to have kind of like a guy at every level on your, on your team. And, you know, for all sense and purposes, they've got a guy on the offensive line and Brandon Scherf that a lot of people think is one of the best in the league. They've got one of the best wide receiver groups in the league on, on paper anyway. A running back in Antonio Gibson, that's a, that's a pretty good stud. Logan Thomas that a lot of people are talking about as a top five to seven tight end. We've talked extensively about the defense. The linebacker group really is the only place where you're deficient of a guy that you can kind of hang your hat on. That means you've got a very well-rounded team. Putting it together is, is, the, is the whole other part of this. And then, of course, what we talked about yesterday, right, COVID, and, and hopefully that not rearing its ugly head is going to be a huge part of it. And then, you know, health. That's, that's always a wild card that nobody can predict. But if this team stays healthy, and they can stay and they can get some consistent performance from guys relative to the NFL. And these coaches do what we believe that they can do. Absolutely. This, this Washington football team should make it to at least the final four in the NFC, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'll give you one reason why I, you know, I, I worry not saying that they won't uh, play that you didn't mention place kicker, Dustin Hopkins. He was very mm-hmm. shaky last year yeah. and a new long snapper, right. And Cameron mm-hmm. Cheeseman, uh, a rookie who didn't play last year. So right. I very much worry about special teams. Yeah, of course, they have a lack of a punch in the return game, uh, but I very much worry about the long snapper and kicker in this particular uh, team. You know, to me, those those are concerns that really nobody's talking about uh, and why they didn't bring in somebody as competition for Hopkins. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I would have found a way to do that. But that being said, uh, I, I mostly agree with you. I, I, I mean, I, you know, again, I do worry about health and injuries and like, you know, we, we all know that a lot of it's going to depend on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they get more Fitzmagic than Fitztragic. There's <laughs> no way we can tell you what is conclusively going to happen. We can tell you right. what we hope. We can tell you what we believe. Fitzpatrick is more Fitztragic. They're not going to go anywhere, period. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty uh, simple in that regard. All right. The question that, uh, you threw out on the locked uh, WFT pod Twitter handle uh, the other night was after Xavier Howard made a trade request public from the Miami Dolphins. You asked this question, the Washington football team should offer blank for Miami Dolphins quarterback Xavier Howard. And we threw it out there. and We got a couple of um, responses to 
to it that we wanted to share with with you. So I'll just kind of roll through these and then we'll get uh, your reaction and, and mine. The Voice of D.C. Um, tweeted, no one, I'm not giving up any draft picks and Miami won't just take a player in the trade. WFT is a quarterback way. We need to save all the picks uh, for when the opportunity strikes to trade for a player or to trade up in the draft to get the long-term quarterback. Certainly that is a true factor. Um, then Mark uh, at promo hack says a first rounder. Mm. And then um, our last one that we're going to be able to feature here uh, is from you. Um, I don't know how to say this at Yuba has been 788 on Twitter simply nothing so we have a wide range of answers yeah. and that's why we chose these three to kind of show you people are all across the board you have a first rounder you have no one because of the <laughs> the, the need to save ammunition and then you just have nothing no desire no nothing what would you be willing to trade for Xavier Howard uh, nothing. Yeah. If, if I'm the Washington football team, I would not make a trade for him. I wouldn't make an offer for him. Um, I think that the secondary, you have enough people in that secondary, you know what I mean? And, and the players that Miami would want in exchange for a trade aren't the players that we really need to kind of weed through. I think like the, they're not going to make the situation any easier. Bring Xavier Howard in. All it's really going to do in my eyes is make the situation more complicated. And, you know, everybody always wants to say, if you have, if you have all these options, that's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. And, and honestly, it's not always a good problem to have because you get a guy whose confidence gets shaken or his foundation and the team gets shaken and you can have some other problems like that. So, and I agree with, you know, with the, the person on Twitter who said, they're not just going to take players capital, you know, in, in the first place, like you're not going to package, you know, like an Ioannidis and maybe a Landon Collins, you know, if you can make the math work and get Xavier Howard, that's not going to happen. The Dolphins are going to want draft capital and maybe even a young player in return uh, if they can get it because they're a team that thinks that fancies themselves a playoff squad or a squad on the rise. So they're going to want some more assets to be able to do that. So because of those reasons, that's why I wouldn't go after him if I were Washington, not because of the quality of player, but because of what adding that player does. You've got Fuller, you've got William Jackson, the third, you've got this young guy, Benjamin St. Juice, you've right. got Moreland, like you're good in the secondary. If, if Xavier, if this was a Xavier Howard quality linebacker, maybe it's a different conversation, mm -hmm. but because of what they have uh, in the secondary, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I mean, I hate to be redundant, so I'll, I'll just spare some of my comments and add something different. I'm with you. You can't afford it, number one. Number two, uh, you just mentioned some of the guys that they have. And one thing I noted on Wednesday at practice is that Benjamin St. Juice, and we've talked about this, was used at the right outside corner with Kendall Fuller kicking inside the slot mm -hmm. in different looks, different packages. So that may be something you see a little bit more of this year, meaning – yeah, and that's if Benjamin St. Juice continues to develop uh, the way he is. So right. I think they really feel good about their top four corners, and it's hard to see them spending any money and draft capital or trade capital on Xavier Howard. Absolutely, right but you know, uh, if with beyond that, yeah. But if if that talk gets heated up, and there's already some rumors that some playoff caliber teams have put out some feelers about Xavier Howard, you might see some prop bets popping up uh, just to figure out where Howard's going to go. And if you feel confident in where he might land, you can head over to betonline.ag, see if they've got that prop bet. If they don't, they're going to have plenty of other futures bets, other bets on other sports like baseball with that season still in full swing. Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Before the next contest, head on over to betonline.ag, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head to betonline.ag, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82, russellmania621, and Locked WFT Pod. And Chris, we're going we're gonna to wrap up today's episode with quarterback conversation and it's not a quarterback conversation about the Washington football team specifically, but it's definitely, definitely a quarterback conversation that affects the Washington football team because it affects the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So this report came uh, from Jane Slater of NFL network. uh, And she is of course stationed with the Cowboys out in Oxnard, California And Dak Prescott got banged up and it was initially diagnosed as soreness in his right arm. Uh, Apparently they put him under an MRI and the results of the test showed that he has a muscle strain in his right shoulder. Now, David, that doesn't seem like any that big of a deal. I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but yeah. The first thing that popped into my mind, and I don't know if it popped into yours, is, you know, he's coming back from a compound fracture of his lower leg, right? And what do they often say? Sometimes you, when you're dealing and compensating for one injury, you Mm -hmm. over uh, compensate or or you overstress another part of your body. That's the first thing that came into my mind. I wonder if his footwork is just not natural. His drops, his throwing progressions, rhythm, all that stuff through OTAs, uh, through whatever he's done. It's not a matter of him getting hit. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of, you know, like everybody was petrified for Alex Smith to get hit. I understand that, that it's not going to be the same situation for Dak, but there is going to be some concern about that, right? I mean, yeah. or when he runs and breaks pocket and contain, which is exactly how the injury happens. But what if the injury, what if, the future what if the prognosis is that for whatever reason something like this happened and he tears a rotator cuff or something else happens right and 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 again i'm not trying to wish anything on anyone but for people to think that dak prescott's just going to come roll in here and be an mvp again uh to me they're nuts and this just gives me a little bit more ammunition yeah absolutely and i mean and listen this is why nfl teams don't like to invest and injured players, you know, and, and I go back to the Quan Alexander situation. Quan Alexander set the league on fire when he joined the NFL. You know, he was, he was a mid-round draft pick. Everybody said he was just going to be a special teams guy. Turns out to be a starter with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a playmaker, uh, was was a leader on the team. 
you know, an, an inspirational figure in the locker room. And then he tears his ACL against the Cleveland Browns. He's just pursuing the quarterback, coming in, flying. I mean, honestly, Baker Mayfield is, is, is should be happy as hell that that ACL popped or else he'd probably still be laying on the ground uh, from the hit that he was about to take from Quan Alexander. And that ended his season in his rookie, you know, at the on, the on the last year of his rookie deal. And the Buccaneers didn't want to pay him. They said, you know, they're not going to pay a guy coming off of an ACL. A lot of people called the Bucs heartless. They called, you know, you don't appreciate what he did for you and all that stuff. And it has nothing to do with that it has to do with the fact that when you have a player that suffers a, a significant injury at a significant spot in the mechanics of their position which that they're playing which for the quarterback is literally every single part of his body so anytime you have a quarterback with a significant injury it's going to change the way that he plays the game now some for some it's not going to change it enough to matter, right? You look at Tom Brady and his 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 messed up knee. It didn't matter enough, you know, to to make that big of a difference. You look at the the knee injury he played with this this just last year. It didn't affect him enough to really mess with the mechanics too much. But you know, and you imagine again. I don't want to wish it either, but you imagine what if, what if Patrick Mahomes breaks his leg someday? That's going to change the entire dynamic of how Patrick Mahomes plays the game. Dak Prescott is exactly in that same situation, and like and just like you, I kind of thought about it. I said it sounds to me like somebody's overusing their arm overly early which means he's either not ready on that foot yet or that ankle or he's not confident in it and either way whatever it is it's adjusting the mechanics of how Dak Prescott plays the game nobody in Cowboys land is going to panic mode right these are things that can be adjusted they can be tweaked all that stuff really what this is going to be right now in the moment is a is, a, is an exercise in patience for the Dallas Cowboys because you just paid this man a whole lot of money I don't have the math in front of me anymore but I think they're paying him like 22 percent of their salary cap this year like that's how much you're paying this quarterback so are they going to be patient enough to let him heal and maybe work on those mechanics a little bit to figure out why it happened in the first place how to prevent it moving forward because if they don't and if they rush him back or if they push him too hard or Dak's stubborn and says no I got this I don't need to adjust anything I, I know what I'm doing that could like you said turn into a tear very quickly and you tear something in your throwing arm that could be very problematic you know i mean obviously we'll warrant we're not doctors so we're 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 kind of guessing uh but it also makes some sense uh as well so we'll continue to monitor this situation well fame game next week but again we'll, we'll have to see uh kind of where it goes for me i would just be careful be careful about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense speaking of betting betting on the Cowboys betting on the Washington football team betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping a favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions or a topic you want us to discuss, send them in lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. Or call in and leave us a voicemail, 301-615-3577. Lock it in. That's 301-615-3577. Seven seven for David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast.
members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.